Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. So welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast podcast. Yes, I do know what I'm doing. Uh, My guest today is Mary Gall, who I'm excited to introduce to everyone because I love, I I finally get to meet someone with the crazy diversity background and jobs, (laughs) like how did I get here type of jobs that I have in my background. And um, we'll get to your story because I imagine much like myself at some point it all came together and went wait a minute this actually makes sense this is all useful (laughs) so before we get into all of that why don't you give everybody a little bit more formal introduction to who you are and what it is that you do yes I am so delighted to be here with you today Erin so um I'm Mary Gall and uh also known in my networking circles as the Mary Gall so that's kind of a nickname that has stuck with me um and I'm a speaker, an author, a community builder, a business coach. I love working with entrepreneurs to help them really take all those ideas and those creative things that are in their brain, but get stuck there because there's too many of them. So I love to help entrepreneurs sort through all of those ideas, all of those action things they want to be doing in their business and help them put it into a plan of action and then have loving accountability. I'm not the drill sergeant kind of business coach with accountability, but I encourage them to stay on track and help with resources and tools that they can do so that they can reach those goals and stay on track and keep that keep that brain spinning, but in the right direction. In the Right. With a direction, spinning yeah. with intention. You can't ever stop the spinning, but that's okay. <laughs> the ideas will not stop. Luckily for all of us. They right. Don't I had that conversation this morning with, uh, with uh, my team that it's not the creative brains who come up with all these ideas, but are more floaty around them. Mine is more, it spins so fast. Somebody's got to like yeah. grab a hold of it. Grab one. Grab one. <laughs> right? grab one. It shoots out in different directions. Yes. So I got to ask you because I, I have a little inside information, right? From our previous conversations, your marketing background is in waste management, sort of remind sort me again. Of, sort of. Yes. Yes. Um, So early in my career, I was a travel agent. I don't think we talked about that before the internet. So that was my dream job was to be a travel agent. And so I actually, you know, had to learn all the airport codes and, and I created these bus tours. I lived in Kansas at the time for for retired farmers and their wives. And I was in my oh, cool. 20s. You know, the 20s. And so I'm taking but you knew exactly what they wanted. Yes, I know. It's like, let's go on vacation with your granddaughter and, and 20 other people on a bus. But anyway, it was fun. So I had to market that you know, create these trips and market and sell those, which was really fun. And then I moved to Denver and um, 
it eventually ended up with a job at a wastewater treatment facility um, privatization company. So they would work with city municipalities to outsource or privatize their water and wastewater treatment company or systems. What has me hung up is the (laughs) transition of ended up with a job. Yeah. (laughs) Ended up. I love how you went. I, how did I go from creating bus tours for farmers in the Midwest to the marketing of a privatization of (laughs) water reclamation? I ended up with it. And I actually started with that company in the payroll department. So I was doing payroll and then kind of worked my way around different departments um, into the marketing communication side. And then I worked with the leadership of that, of that organization. That's exactly. That's so funny. That's exactly what I did. So tell me if this, um, not in waste management or water reclamation, but um, in insurance. And the way that I described my career for so long was I didn't set out to do something specific. I just did a really good job at what I was doing, which Mm -hmm. then led to the next opportunity. Yes. Yes. And I like to say I raised my hand. Yes. When you see something that's not working and you think, okay, I know that's not working. I'm not sure I can fix it, but I'm going to raise my hand anyway and say, okay, I'll learn how to do it and I can pick that up. And then that's another skill that I have. Right. So that's so important is always raise your hand and say, I don't know how to do it yet, but I can see the problem and I know there's a solution. I'll figure it out. Right. I'll so, make it okay. It took you saying that for me to finally figure this out. I'm 51, hey. years, old. <laughs> I'm 51 years old and it finally makes sense. What you're describing The way that I ran my career, my corporate Mm -hmm. career, the way that you ran your corporate career was Mm -hmm. actually an entrepreneurial approach within corporate. Yes. Problem solving to move forward. And it just, I never, people keep asking me, how did you leave your six figure income in your expense account and your great people that you worked with to do, but truth be told, I was behaving as an entrepreneur within my corporate structure by doing exactly what you're talking about doing, and then finally just got old enough and brave enough to go do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly it. It it is that my, that entrepreneur's mindset of I'm not stuck in this one path. There's multiple paths available to me. I get to choose right as much as possible in the corporate world. But you do get to choose by raising your hand, by taking yes. on a new project, by shifting departments, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of self-direct your career the same way you would self-direct a business. And I, you know, and now that you say that, I never understood people who felt trapped in their corporate job because right. I never felt trapped right. in my right. There's corporate always job. something new to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, we can, we can stop now. I'm. I got my. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> this is what you do. Just show up and have conversations. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, the way that I describe going officially from corporate to officially not as corporate is, you, you know, you either jump off the cliff or you were pushed off the cliff, but either way, you're falling off a cliff. Yes. So, how did you find yourself no longer on solid ground? Yeah, I jumped. I jumped on purpose. And uh, after I left, you know, the big uh, engineering firm, I ended up uh, running a law firm. 
for about 10 years. And I started again there, started as a part-time front desk. I love person. it. I love it. The first day on the job, I was looking at their website and I was like, you know, you guys have some typos on the website. And they're like, oh, can you fix that? I was like, I don't know how to, I've never fixed, I've never done a website. I don't know, but I, I can take a class and I'll learn it. And so I learned HTML. I learned how to go and code their website, you know? So it's like, it's this, yeah, oh my I God. So it. my version of that, I was in the closet, literally in the closet with my boss, because that's where the server was kept, right? Yes. And we I had one of those too. In the closet, physically uh -huh. looking at a computer at this server, because one of our clients asked us for information and we were yeah. standing there staring at the computer going well it's in there yeah how do i get it out <laughs> and i said i don't know but i can go take a class in ready access remember yes access uh -huh. <laughs> right? i took a class in that too <laughs> in access and i created reporting Nice. Very and nice. from there created my own department, what became an entire department. Yeah. Yeah. Love it's it. That, love it. Love it. Love it. That simple. I mean, it's part of it's being in the right place at the right time where there's where there is opportunity to take on those projects too, right? Where Absolutely. they say, okay, we're gonna trust you to learn this and, and fix it for us, right? So yes. it takes it takes time to build that trust level up so that they will say, yes, we'll train you to go and do this. But it takes raising your hand for all those little things that lead up to the bigger projects. Absolutely. But yes, I had my, my many moments in the closet with the server as well. <laughs> so I can relate to that story. <laughs> So you're at uh, the law firm. Yeah. And so at the law firm, at, after 10 years, I had done literally everything I could do at the law firm there, um, except practice law, which I had no desire to do. And, you know, acting with the partners and helping them plan and helping them strategize. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I could be done here. You know? right. So, so uh, but I wasn't sure what else I wanted to do if I wanted to move on to another job. And so I had some friends that were in a mastermind with me and they suggested I start my own business. And I was like, what would I do? Why? What? How, do, how does that Isn't work? What is so that funny like? that we <laughs> see this in other people and I'm yeah. listening to your story going, well, what wouldn't you be able to do? But for ourselves, we're, you know, right. well, this is why I love kind of like what you said. You have conversations and light bulbs go off because yes. And this is why you always have to have the people to have the conversations with, because yes. when you're in your own head, it makes perfect sense why nothing's possible. Right, right. And some of the best advice I got when I, you know, I had the conversation with my husband and, and he was like, oh, well, what, you know, what, why wouldn't you try that? What, you, you know, that'd be okay if you want to quit your job and try something else. And I was like, what? I have permission, you know, I have permission from somebody. I have encouragement from yes. my network. And so it's just a matter of getting clarity around what did I want to do? And when it's open to you, you know, and I had a wide variety of background and skills, right. Developed through all those corporate gigs and all of those raising my hand. So I was like, what will I do? And so one of the people in my circle said, start asking yourself this question. I wonder, 
And it was so life-changing oh, because wow. for about a month, I just asked myself, I wonder all throughout the day, I wonder what my next job will be. I wonder what kind of people I'll work with. I wonder if I have to commute or if I'll have, you know, work closer to home. I wonder if I'll have an office. I wonder, you know, what kind of money I can make. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And your brain will start to answer that. Things started showing up. I started seeing all this information about a virtual assistant company. It would show up in the most random places, like in a magazine article or a billboard or something, you know, just like, okay, universe, I wonder, I wonder, kept <laughs> showing this thing to me, you know, it's like, oh, I could do that. I've got all those skills. I could go and help other business owners to take those things off their plate. So I started my first company in 2013, uh, The Gift of Time, which is my virtual assistant company. And I still own and operate that today. I have a team of people here in Colorado that help support our clients. Um, and it was, it was amazing. You know, once I jumped in, I had clients luckily right away. The law firm was one of my first clients. They kept me on contract for a while, but through that company through as a 1099 for about six months to kind of wrap up some projects. Mm-hmm. And I had other clients and, and then, and then the problems came. Right? So I was like, this is easy. Why didn't I do this before? And then it's like, and then within about six months, I was at capacity. I was working every day, all yeah, day yeah. long. I was, I, I had the opportunity to take on a big client and I was like, I cannot take on this client. I just don't have any more space to think about another project and I can't do it. And so I was like, well, this is not the way to grow a business, right? To turn away clients. Right. <laughs> so, this is not why I'm doing yeah. it. And so I knew I needed help. And that's when I got a business coach and, and joined a peer advisory board and started taking some courses. And, and that really helped me to shift my thinking from, again, in the corporate world, I was acting more as an entrepreneur, but once I started my business, Isn't I was that, acting like an employee, right? Right. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> like, that's my niche. This is my yeah. story. This is your story. This is, I call it, I'm doing all the work. So why isn't it working? Right. We come out of corporate. We've had all these successes mm-hmm. and we expect it to continue. And in a way it does, but it's not but the it's, same. <laughs> not the same. And it's one thing to be able to do something on behalf of a corporation or a business, but then you put yeah. your flag in the ground and say, I'm doing this on behalf of me and everything since your childhood, you know, bumbles <laughs> up to mess with your head. But it's so true that the way that I describe it, and you, you'll totally get this, is there's certain things in your corporate life that kill you as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And conversely, if you can get past it, there's certain things in your corporate life that really, really help you move forward, such as once you got out of your own way and learned how to hire people. Yes. In corporate, you hire people for jobs all the time. It doesn't occur to me to not hire the people who know how to do the things. (laughs) Like I do not do things I don't know how to do. Yeah. I don't yeah. spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to do things that I don't want to know how to do. Right. Right. Hire those people. Right. But as an entrepreneur, you think you have to be able to do it all. You, right. Yeah. And learning how to go from what I call a solopreneur into yeah. a business owner mm-hmm. is a really difficult tipping point. Yes, it is. It is. 
Yeah. And we experience that still today with, with people who think they are ready to hire a VA, but they're really not ready to let go of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some people like here, take everything off my plate. I want to, you know, here's tell me, all my tell bank me accounts, when it's done. everything, right? <laughs> Just do it, take it. I don't want to ever see this again. Right. Um, but then there's some people who are like, yeah, you can do that. But then I want to look at it every day. I want to still see it. I was, you know, they still, they just right. can't quite let go. So that, you know, and it's nothing wrong with that. It just means you're not really ready to grow to the level. Part of the problem. process. Yeah. Part yeah. of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I started taking this, this, um, these courses and had a peer advisory board. So I was around other entrepreneurs and was learning from them and what they were experienced and, and getting feedback and advice from them. And then the people that were running that program decided they wanted to expand outside of the Denver metro area and they were going to license their their coaching platform and their, their peer advisory, um, intellectual property and all that kind of thing. So I got certified with them to be a coach and started my other business in 2015. So two years later, started my coaching and consulting business, which is success magnified, which is where I spend all my time. Cause it's, it's what I love to do. It's just like, you know, having these conversations to help people get the clarity they need to move forward. It's really what I absolutely love to do. And just having that sounding board and a thought partner for entrepreneurs. I work primarily with solopreneurs. And so they are, they can get stuck in their own way. And so we they get really stuck do, and do need that outside influence. And you talked um, briefly about how your husband said, <clears throat> yeah, you could do that, that permission thing. I yes. think there's a permission piece and there's also the fear and the wobbles and the wiggles in our head that we don't really, most of us grow up thinking anything's possible. I mean, we do when we're 10, but it goes away. And I literally just yesterday had a conversation at the gym Yeah, with someone who said, oh, I'm glad you came back. I've I've been off for a few weeks. He's like, oh, I'm so glad I got to see you today because he knows what I do. Yeah. And he he said, I have this idea and I want to do this and I want to do that. Do you think that's crazy to want to do those things? And I looked at him and I said. I think the biggest challenge is people don't realize how much more accessible things are. Yes, are much Mm -hmm. more accessible than what we think. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like teary eyed. Yeah. (laughs) because he just needed somebody to tell him, not only is it possible, you're not crazy for wanting it. Right. It's actually doable. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to do that for people is just, I love it. It's just so exciting. I do too. I do too. It's such a, it's such a great thing to be able to do for a living. It's like some days I get to do this for a living. (laughs) It's so fun. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. So what... You know, one of the things I like to share with people, because with your marketing background, you know, as well, we can't or we shouldn't go out there with our marketing in the woe is me 
category, right? You want to put your best foot forward. I, the, one of the things I teach in marketing is you have to show up as the person, your ideal client actually believes can do the thing you say you're going to do, right? You Uh have to, otherwise you're not going to get clients. That being said, and there's all these gurus out there way, 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 way ahead of everybody who share their failures because there's no risk of them to them when they share their failures. But I think for those of us who are just a few steps ahead, sharing the truth of what we've had to go through can be extremely helpful and beneficial to the people who are just a few steps behind us. So with that framework, what hasn't worked? What have you tried? Where where have you failed miserably? (laughs) I have a couple of stories. So with the gift of time, the virtual assistant company, when I first hired on, um, and I, there was about a year where I was trying to do both companies at once and it just wasn't working. And I was just like, I can't, I have to commit either one to the other because I can't do 50, 50. It's just, neither one was growing. They were both stagnating. I was like, this is not working. And, um, so I made the decision I was going to spend 90% of my time in the coaching business and I was going to outsource more of the client work to my team and hire and bring on another team member. And I did that and I didn't think it through. And so I did that. And then I was like, the next couple of months were really tight because I had just given away all the hourly work that I was doing full, mm-hmm. getting paid the full, t- full amount for at a higher <laughs> rate. And now I'm paying my team their rate. I'm only getting the small percentage off the top. And it's like, oh, that was probably not smart. To, I should have all the money. should have filtered that out. You know, <laughs> get that out over a few months. But it's like one month. Okay, you're you're all going to these new team members. And I was like, oh, I just cut my income in like by two thirds. That's not good. So that was a big learning lesson. You know, kind of balanced it out over the, yes. you know, the next yes. six months or so. But it was just like, oh, that was not a smart move. That was not a very smart move. Um, it did allow me to then focus on the coaching business where I can make more money directly, but well, um, I think it it wasn't, (laughs) I was going to say it wasn't whether or not it was a smart move. It was that it was a surprise. Right. I hadn't thought it through. Right. (laughs) If you did it on purpose, that's perfectly fine and reasonable. Yeah. But it would have been good to know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was like the next month I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Where's all my money? <laughs> I don't have any money left. So um, yeah, that was a big learning lesson. Yes. Just so now I'm a little bit more cautious about making financial decisions and, and taking a, a step back and saying, okay, what is this really gonna look like? You know, eventually it'll even out, but what's it gonna, you know, what's it gonna look like in the interim? So right, how do um, I make it work? Yeah, I did implement a, a system called Profit First. It's a book yes. by McCallowitz. Love, yep. love, love that system. Yes game changer for an entrepreneur. It's just amazing. So, and it's so um, funny. I described this to somebody, the way that I learned budgeting, I learned from my grandmother Yeah. when I started babysitting when I was 12. Now you're not even allowed to be home alone. Right. When, well, <laughs> when I was 12, I was in charge of several other people's yes. toddlers. I don't know how what <laughs> changed, but you know, yes. for better or for worse. And it was just a series of envelopes. And each, oh, yeah. had a, you know, a word, you know, what it was clothes, fun, yeah, care, you know, savings, whatever it was. Yes. Yes. Because you know, we got paid cash and yes, 
considering I was 12 and in other people's in charge. Not only was I in charge of other people's toddlers, I'd come home with like four singles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one went in each envelope. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what this system what is. It is. You, you do it in your bank and you pay your taxes that way and you pay yes. yourself profit that way, which is awesome. Yeah. So another kind of quick, just, you know, failure story has happened more recently in the coaching business. So you know, I launched this two-day event in November. We launched it in October. I was partnering with somebody. We're going to do this two-day live event. Amazing results. You get all the stuff done. You leave after two days and it's done instead of just coming and learning about something. And then you have yes. to go do it yourself. It's like, let's just come. We're going to learn about it. We're going to do it. You're going to walk away. It's finished. Loved the whole thing. And we only had one person sign up for it. We just could not. We marketed it. We did interviews. We did videos, social media, emails. We just couldn't get people to sign up for it. So it was like, okay, that's a learning lesson, right? It feels very, very hard at the time. You're like, what's our stuff? It's brilliant. They're going to get so much out of it. And you put your heart and soul into creating this curriculum and then nobody wants it or nobody signs up for it, you know, or whatever reasons we heard back from several people saying, can't make that weekend, whatever it was. Right. Right. Well, and but so, you heard yeah. back from people and I would imagine 90% of them had nothing to do with you or your offer. Right, right. It was all about them. And sometimes we forget that as marketers, it's all about the people and not about what we want to create and when we want to create it and how we want to deliver it, right? How do people want to receive it? How do they need to get that information? So, but that's still hard to learn as an entrepreneur. It's still hard to have people (laughs) reject your stuff when you put it out there. Well, and I also (laughs) think that most people, and myself included, I've seen myself do this, will not put forth a full effort right? so that when only one person signs up, I can at least tell myself I didn't really try. Right. Right. Yes. And you hold back because of exactly that. But you are here to tell the tale that you could put a ton of effort into something that doesn't work Mm -hmm. and you didn't die. Right. Right. I still have clients. My clients still love me. I'm still getting great results for them. But that particular thing didn't resonate with whoever we thought it would resonate with. And so, you know, we're, we have a meeting at the end of January, this person and I, and we're, we're going to re reevaluate things and say, do we want to try it again in the spring, same format, or do we want to break it up into a couple of days? You know, we're, we're, we have, we know that the, the concept is great and the curriculum is great and it's needed. It's just a matter of how do we package it so people are willing to buy it, right? <laughs> Which right. Is a good, or, right. Yeah. Tweak it, you know, or maybe it's the time of the year or who knows what it was, but yeah, it's like, okay, what, what did we do that worked? You know, we'll do the whole postmortem and say, okay, what, what worked, what didn't work? You know, how can we, what did, right. What did we learn for it? What do we do next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and the other thing that you're doing that's so brilliant and such a teaching point is it's not binary thinking. It's not success or failure. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it didn't suck in the moment. Right, right. But and it's not personal. You it's, know, you go into the four agreements. It's not personal, but it feels personal every day. It feels very personal. <laughs> it feels very personal. But you go, it, you know, it's that whole cliche, which is 100% accurate. It's not failure, it's feedback. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has helped me do a lot of things that I would have otherwise been nervous about doing is I do a lot of things with the thought in mind. I'm just trying to get the next piece of information. I'm yeah. just trying to get the next data point, the next piece of feedback. Yeah. 
that yeah. nothing is ever finished. It's iterative. Yes. Yeah. I agree totally. So, but well, it, luck, I, again, if there's anything I can do to help you with it, it's, <laughs> it's hard not to take it personal. And, and you just, you really have to work on your mindset around that and really know that it is just feedback and what do I need to tweak? And, you know, or if I wasn't that excited about it, you know, maybe you take that off the shelf and say, yeah. reevaluate something that you are really excited about. Yeah. And, you know, because that energy does come through us, I think, too. So, yeah. So Very past and and recent <laughs> current and ongoing yes. Yes. well and what you're showing also just by the way you're talking about it very neutrally is it's just part of it yeah it's part of it all we can't first of all the perfectionism will stop you from going anywhere yes but also you know, you tried this in the fall, it didn't work. And you're very quickly having the postmortem to figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. It's the recovery. Yes. How fast can I recover from the things that happen yeah. so that I can keep moving forward? Yes. Yeah. Because one of my favorite, I know one of the questions you sent in advance was what's a great piece of advice. And one of my favorite pieces of advice is action creates clarity. So you have to keep taking action because if, if you're, you know, it will become, it will become clear on the actions you're taking because you will get that feedback. Right. And it will tell you this is working or this is not working or tweak this and just keep taking action. It creates clarity every time. And it goes, you know, for even further than that, I love that because it's not just that it creates clarity in terms of business tactics. Mm-hmm. So many times I ask people, what do they want? What fills their cup? What is bigger than them that is driving them? And they don't know because they've been in the weeds for so long. Either they've forgotten they're allowed to even want something. Or if you're a good girl from the Midwest, you didn't know from the beginning you were allowed to want something. You know, (laughs) all of these stories and taking action actually helps you figure out what it is you even want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, one of the exercises I do with my clients at the end of the year is this stop, keep, start exercise. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to stop doing? That's not working for you anymore. What do you want to keep doing that is working for you? And what are one or two things you want to start? Not a whole task list, right. but what are one or two things you want to start? And in the process of reviewing those things, you know, I asked them to put a, all of their activities on a piece of, on a sticky note, and then put it in one of those three columns, but also to write an arrow, put an arrow, if it gives you energy, arrow up, mm-hmm. arrow down, if it drains you of energy or an arrow forward, if it's something that actually moves your business forward. When you see all of those on a board and you can see all the things that are down energy, it's pretty shocking. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's the stuff I need to start outsourcing. Right. When you look at being a solopreneur, it's like, those are the things I need to get off my plate. Maybe not today, maybe not January 1st, but by June 1st, right. Or something like that. And then, you know, what are the things that bring me energy? How can I build more of those things into what I do every day or with my clients or into the products that I sell services that I provide, right? And which things are actually moving my business forward. So then you can see things that are draining you of energy. They aren't, aren't, you know, moving your business forward, but they take up half of your time every week. You're like, okay, what's the point of this? So it's a really powerful exercise. And it it really does create the clarity around what you should and shouldn't be doing. My version of that 
Um, and I do this with, I did this in my business to move forward. It used to be like almost quarterly, like yeah. write down everything that you do mm-hmm. and circle the things that make you money. Yes. And just do yeah. those. Right? Yes. Yeah. Focus on those first. Yeah. I have a, a focus on those first. Too. Yes. And then you can get a more complicated business structure once you have. Right. Have right. That going. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So if people want to continue this conversation with you, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that they reach out and continue this conversation with you, what is the best way for them to reach you? Um, The best way is to just go to my website, which is successmagnified.com, successmagnified.com. All my social links are there. All my events are there. There's free resources there you can download. There's a way for them to book a 30 minute focus session with me um, for free. So um, that's where all the resources live. So the best place is just go to successmagnified.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I love the random background story because it's the same as mine and it all comes (laughs) together because you couldn't do what you're doing now if you hadn't done right all those cool things right I think my hand right I was just gonna say raise your hand whatever it is say yes and figure it out raise your hand love it yes so so much thank you Erin this has been so much fun thank you so much for joining me on the ready yet podcast I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.